Hello, friends. Ever felt like others were expecting you to fail? Or maybe you've even been told that you're going to slip right back into your past and never make it out. Our story today explores that very thing. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. <laughs> yes, and that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory. Our story today features two men looking to make it past their bad choices and start fresh. Something many people can relate to. But how do you do that when you feel destined to fail and have no hope? Have you ever felt like that? At a first crossroads, the men in our story had to choose between control and collapse. And at their second crossroads, the choice was life or death. How they traveled their roads of destiny and what they chose. Well, these are the things you'll hear as we bring you our beloved Christmas story. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. Now, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. Our Christmas Special Classic. For a number of years now at Christmas and a few other significant seasons of the year, we turn from our normal testimonies to listener favorite holiday stories, specially created to highlight the season. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3701 in the series, Unshackled. Join us now in imagining a few miles beyond the limits of a major American city stands an institution composed of many buildings upon expansive acres. This is a state hospital, erected to provide care for those who, though they may be physically able, are not capable of caring for themselves. In keeping with the festive season, the appearance of the grounds is enlivened by the ornamentation of several large evergreen trees with strings of colored lights. The windows of some of the buildings are also lit or have simple wreaths made of torn green construction paper. Things are especially cheerful in the main administration building where a nurse is practicing singing carols. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let Earth receive her King. Splendid! What are you clapping for, Liam? Sounds pretty, doesn't it? Kind of gets you in the Christmas spirit. Eh, maybe. I like this time of year. I didn't think you were that sentimental. Makes me think of my Christmases of old, with Tanya and the kids. Seeing I ain't got neither. Don't make much difference to me. Well, to each his own. Either way, you don't want to be locked up in this joint on Christmas. Gentlemen, the doctor's ready to see you now. Ryan and I had been bar buddies for a good five years. My wife, Tanya, would argue he was closer to me than my own family. In fact, the two of us were at the bar together when my two children were born. He was with me the night I got my second DUI and consequently lost my commercial driver's license and trucking job. 
When I told him I was checking myself into a rehab program, I was shocked he joined me. We were even getting out at the same time, too. Big day today. Yes, it is, Doc, but I'm ready. Well, just a reminder, the decision's yours, of course. You came in here on your own signatures, uh, self-committed for, um, uh... Six weeks. Right, six weeks. <laughs> Unless you decide we're too wet-brained to make it on the outside. Speak for yourself, Ryan. You may not want to get out of here, but I do. That's part of what I wanted to talk to you about. Nice going. Why don't you two wait until after the first of the year? And miss the holidays? If you do what I'm afraid you'll do, you're going to miss them anyway. So you think we're going to hit the bottle as soon as we get out? Is that what you think, Doctor? Well, it isn't very good therapy to plant a negative idea in your minds, but, uh, yes, that's exactly what I think. Rather, let's say it, it's exactly what I'm afraid of. Come on, Doc. Not me. It's Christmas time, and I want to see my wife and kids. Are you sure they want to see you, Liam? No, uh, I'm not sure. But I have to try, Doc. That's all anybody can do. Try. And if they don't want to see you, what then? I, I don't know. I, I don't like to think about that. Ryan, how about you? I don't have a wife and kids, so staying wouldn't be that much of a disappointment to me. Experience has demonstrated that the year-end holiday season is particularly dangerous for a man with a liquor problem. During the first couple weeks of January, we take in more alcoholics than in any other two-week period of the year. That's rough. It is. You need to get it through your heads that we want you to stay sober. Not just sober, but dry. Altogether dry. But if I knew how to accomplish that, I'd be the most famous name in psychiatry. Doc, you know more about the drinker than anyone I ever met. Fellas, I got a big fat filing cabinet full of information. I know how many alcoholics there are in the United States. I know how many days of work they lose every year. I know how many die each year as a more or less direct result of drinking. Like I said, you've got all the answers. All the answers but one, Ryan. I don't know how to keep people like you and Liam from going back to the bottle. Sounds like weight of the world's on your shoulders. It is when you have all the answers and no solution. I can measure, define, and describe the problem, but I can't cure it. Doctor, I've been dry for six weeks. In here? Can you do the same thing outside these walls? I'm gonna try. I really am. Me too, Doc. And I'm not trying to lie to you, either. All right. You want out less than a week before Christmas. I have no right to keep you. Here are the papers to sign, and the nurse will bring your personal belongings and clothes you wore in that have been laundered. Thanks, Doc. Don't be thanking me. Doesn't feel like I'm doing either one of you a favor. At a first crossroads, the men in our story had to choose between control and collapse. And at their second crossroads, the choice was life or death. How they traveled their roads of destiny and what they chose, these are things you'll hear as we bring you our beloved Christmas special classic right now on Unshackled. Deep down, I didn't trust myself to last a week. Part of me wanted to stay as I knew facing the holidays alone would be a great temptation to fall off the wagon. I hadn't told Liam. The reason I jumped on board with his rehab idea was because I'd already lost my accounting job weeks before due to absenteeism. I didn't have rent money, so I knew that when I got home, my door would have an eviction notice pinned to it. 
Still, I was hoping that everything would turn around. Somehow. Thanks, man, for driving us to the station. Uh, Doc knows I drive past it every day, so it's no trouble to drop someone off. Besides, you're not dressed for this weather. <laughs> Six weeks ago, it wasn't so cold. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you were so full of antifreeze then that you wouldn't have noticed anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How much farther to the bus station? A couple of minutes. No hurry, though. Next bus isn't due for almost an hour. You hear that, Ryan? I heard it. We're gonna get in so late, my kids will all have gone to bed. Well, one thing about it, you guys will find yourselves a way to pass the time. How's that? Well, there's a liquor store in the same building. Oh. Here's the place now. Take a look. You'll see for yourself. Bus ticket window there, and the liquor store is just over there. Thanks. Glad to do it. We'll see you soon, huh? Oh, better buy your bus ticket first. That way, at least, you'll be sure to get to the city. How thoughtful. Offering the closest bar to recovering alcoholics. As though six weeks had been a good try and now we were out to party. The worst part was, we did have to buy our tickets first and then sit and wait. I can't take it anymore. I can't even peel my eyes away from the neon beer signs inside. Don't think about it, Ryan. Look over here. Let's talk about something. Yeah, like, whose idea was it to put a liquor store inside a bus station? <laughs> I know. Never realized before just how easy it is to get your hands on alcohol. Maybe because we spend too much time at the same neighborhood dive bar. After graduating, I quit bar hopping and settled for a stool all the regulars know is mine. Yeah, it's crazy how much I miss the bar. More than I do my dead mother. <laughs> Don't tell anyone else that. Yeah, the doc would really lock me up. Is your mouth watering? Yeah, I keep licking my lips, hoping by some miracle there's beer in the air, wafting our way. <laughs> we should invent beer chapstick. <laughs> See? You have just as many good ideas sober as you do drunk. Marvelous, my friend. How many folks in recovery do you think come out of the rehab hospital and over to the station to wait to go home ogling at that stupid bar? Definitely hundreds. We'll have to ask Doc next time we see him. There isn't going to be a next time. I'm never going into that place again. That one or any other. I'm through drinking, you hear? All right. I hear you, I hear you. So did the guy behind the liquor store counter. I just saw him smile. It was as though the doctor, the driver, and the entire universe was plotting our downfall, just waiting for it to happen, as if it were inevitable. I didn't want to think about failing my wife and kids before I even made it home. But somehow, it felt like my arrival home was getting pushed further away every moment. This is a break. What? I didn't know the bus driver could drop us off just a block from my place. Why call it your place? You haven't lived there for months. Yeah, but I'm gonna make it my place. Mine and my wife's and the kids. You'll see. You sure, Tanya, won't mind if I crash at your place then? Not at all. Wow, is that cold. What I wouldn't do for a winter coat right now. Make that too. There it is, that building across the street. Maybe the kids will still be up. She's gotta be home. It's nine o'clock, she'd be putting the kids to bed. Who's there? Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's nothing. Um, I live here and I'm locked out. You liar. What? I'm the landlord. 
Oh, the landlord. Uh, that's great. Maybe you can tell me where my wife and kids went. Are they here? Tanya? Yeah. So that means you're the no-good drunk who was locked up and couldn't help his family make the rent for this place. Careful there, fella. I wasn't aware she couldn't afford her new place. I I've only been gone a couple of months. A lot can happen then. Apparently. She didn't tell me where she was going or leave no forward an address. She just apologized and said one of the kids got sick and she hadn't worked so couldn't make rent. Sick, huh? We can check the hospitals, Liam. Wait, she just... she's gone? Yep. Didn't even have a cell phone number because she said there was no money for service. Oh, no. N no! Liam, I'm sure they're fine. I gotta go find her. Maybe that's what she didn't want. You turning up again. Hey, old man, watch your mouth! If you're no good to her and those kids, let them be! <laughs> Guilt assaulted me. I had no idea things had gotten so bad for Tanya and the kids. And there I had been in my cozy room at the hospital after throwing away our life and not even realizing what my wife and kids were going through because of my actions and inactions. My desperation slid into a sort of madness. Liam, slow down. We can't keep, will you just stop? We're not dressed right, and we're gonna freeze. Well, I'm not just leaving her. Who says you're leaving her? Liam, let's think about this. She's not gonna be out walking the old neighborhood at 10 o'clock at night with two kids, freezing to death. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Thank you. Well, we're here anyway. Where? What are you- Here. Our neighborhood bar. Wait, what? If she thinks I'm out, she'll know that's where I'll be. And quite frankly, that's the only place I really want to be right now. Come on. Liam, don't go in there! Liam! Folks, we'll get back to Ryan and Liam's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there's one where you're listening or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to our Christmas special classic. You're not thinking right. Don't tell me how to think. I'm not just going to stand back while you go in that bar to do what's cost you so much already. Oh, uh, look who's talking. You're right. I'm a real piece of work, just like you. But there's something more at stake here. And at this moment, maybe I see more clearly than you. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. You, the voice of reason. Ryan, no one's expecting us to stay sober. You said so yourself. Yeah, well, I also promise I'd try. 
and this is just giving up and going back to the old ways. And we didn't just spend two months dry to do this. I mean, this family thing has rattled you, man. And it's rattled me. I don't want... I don't want to... Be me? Get the piles of holly, fa la 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 Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 Happy holidays! Happy holidays. What right have they to be happy? Come on, Liam, they're drunk. Something we don't want to be. All right. Okay. We're not getting a bottle tonight. Fine. Let's go back to your place, then. Come on, it's freezing. Well, we... We can't. Why? I was willing to let you stay at mine, but you won't let me... It's not like that. Well, then what's it like, Ryan? Listen, I had been too hungover to go to work and missed too many mornings. I lost my job, Liam, and then my apartment, and... and I didn't have anywhere to go, so that's why I went to the hospital with you. Why didn't you tell me? I wanted to figure out things for myself. I thought I could put things back together, and no one would know how I let them fall apart. So what do we do? Let's pool our money and rent the cheapest hotel we can find and get out of this cold. But what about- We can look for Tanya and the kids tomorrow. You'll be no good to them frozen to death. Maybe I would. I was glad Liam agreed because I didn't know how I was going to get us out of the cold any other way. I didn't even mind that the room was junk and the TV busted like someone had taken a bat to it. Or had actually taken a bat to it. Think I should ask if they have another TV? Do you want to get shot? What? Did the girl at the desk look to you like the type who cares what amenities we have? Or how many dozens of roaches are between our sheets? You got a point. Here, the alarm clock's got a radio. I'll find something to listen to. And there were, in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Shut it off. Yeah. Ah, oh, that stuff. Yeah, my wife used to read it aloud to the kids. So did my mother. Only then I was the kid. I liked Christmas back then. The smell of oranges, the crackling sound coming from our fireplace. And grapes. Grapes? Yeah. Our family tradition was eating 12 grapes on Christmas Eve and making 12 wishes. The wishes didn't always come true, but Mom and Dad sure tried to make it so. That's nice. One year, when I was nine, I ate all my grapes with the same Christmas wish that my brother Ricky would get better. He was, uh, 14. Funny, smart, good athlete. I'd follow him around, copy everything he did. I must have drove him crazy. But he never minded. He was my hero. Anyway. He got sick in the summer, brain tumor. By Christmas, he was smaller than me. Just nothing left of him. I remember I ate all 12 grapes. I wanted all my wishes to count for one. Just let Ricky live. Please, God, just let Ricky live. He was dead by March. 
We never did the grapes thing after that. Wow. Sorry, man. I had no idea. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Life stinks. Hey, Ryan, um... What do you say we, uh, I mean... I'm ahead of you. Come on. There's a liquor store a few blocks down the street. So much for staying sober. It was five degrees out and no winter coats, but that didn't slow us down. We were on a mission to treat our pain. We saw the liquor store as a hospital and booze as our medicine. We didn't anticipate anyone stopping us. You know, I didn't realize how tough Christmas is for a guy who's alone in the world. <laughs> Try doing it every year. No wonder you lived at the bar. Hey, guys, you must be freezing. Want to come in and warm up? Nah, thanks. We're good. You all are not dressed for this weather. It looks like you could stand a little heat. Now we're out to catch our death. Well, you're gonna find it. Ryan, uh, maybe just a few minutes to warm up. Come on in. Get a warm meal and some clothes to keep you warm. Everything's free at the old lighthouse. Are you serious? I never joke about helping people. And tonight, you're in for a treat. It's our Christmas party. <laughs> we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Some kind of shelter or church, something. But it was warm and merry, and the closest thing to Christmas Liam and I would have. Neither of us were prepared for what would happen next. And that, of course, was the occasion when the first and most amazingly wonderful of all Christmas gifts was given. The Son of God, a ransom for you. Now, we have many hundreds of gifts, gift-wrapped, so please be patient as they're distributed. Hey, Don, uh, will you play us something for this glorious celebration? Gentlemen, I don't think we've been introduced. I'm Pastor Bob. Hey. Hello. <laughs> May I ask your names? I'm Liam Johnson. Uh, hey, Ryan. Barnes. Well, we're glad to have you, and uh, it looks to me like you two could use some warmer clothing. Let's see what we have. Here, Liam, uh, try this on. And here, Ryan, this should be about right. Wow, look at that. Best looking jacket I've ever owned. Warm too. Ryan, what'd you get? It's a pullover, a fleece. This is really warm. Wow, that's nice. You know, Liam, somebody went out and bought this stuff with their hard earned money. With people in mind, they didn't even know. Glad you like them. Yes, thank you. So, uh... Pastor Bob. Pastor Bob, is it okay if we stay here for the night? Well, certainly. There are programs and services available here to help you sort through problems and help you get back on your feet. Well, I can't stay. I gotta be out looking for my wife. You've been separated? Uh, well, um... She couldn't make rent when I was in rehab, which I just got out of. Hmm. Do you know where she is? No idea. What's her name? Tanya. Johnson. And, um... Our, our kids are with her, too. Tanya, huh? Wait here for a minute. Where's it going? I don't know. You think she might be here? No. I mean, I can't imagine. Well, it is a rescue mission. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Liam! Tanya! Oh, honey! Oh! Oh, you're all here! I I didn't know where else to go. I, I... I'm sorry. 
I'm so sorry. It's my fault. I, I should have had things better sorted out. Oh, Liam. Oh, we're together. What matters is it's Christmas and oh, we're together now. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. I couldn't believe, in fact, I wouldn't believe that finding Tanya and the kids there was mere coincidence. Each of us could have been anywhere, and yet we found each other. Christmas really is a season for miracles, and how blessed we were to receive one, too. It would also prove to be a season of surprises as we made our way into the new year. So what do you both hope to accomplish? We've got to stay away from the bottle, but it just... It's like... Everyone is waiting on us to fail. No one thinks we can do it. Do you? I've got to keep it together for Tanya and the kids. And I need to find a better reason, because I don't see that I have a lot to stay sober for. From what I can tell you, thousands have come through our doors with similar problems, and human willpower just isn't enough. So you don't even think it can be done? No. I think you need to be a changed person and have the perfect resource to turn to when you've reached your limits. And what's that? Not so much what, but who. And that who is Jesus Christ. He can change you all the way through so you don't need a drink anymore. Receive him by faith and he will supply the power. Give Christ your will. Look to him for the power and you'll have the winning combination. The gospel is the good news for endless reasons and that's one of them that there's hope for men and women who are shackled by sin and bad habits and can be set free. But just because it worked for others doesn't mean it'll work for us. Why would you count yourself out? You've got to be willing to fold up your broken old lives and turn them over to the Lord and receive new life for old. God's Word says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Well, then I'm willing to try. I've got to start over again. Ryan? Well, I don't have anyone to do it for, but my old way of living got me here, and I want to start over too. Let's pray now. Lord, we are sinners, and we repent of all that we have done in rebellion of you. But you have given us the gift of salvation, you sent into this world your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to take on our sin through his sacrifice and save our lost souls. Come into our lives, Lord, and create in us new beings. Forgive us for living our own lives our own ways, and teach us, Lord, what it is to walk in your ways. All this we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 For years, I did not see reasons to live on the straight and narrow. But now I understood the price Jesus paid with his death and how I was to walk and yield to his ways out of love and obedience. And as the days passed, I found I wasn't obsessed about my next drink. As I focused on obedience and discovering what God intended for me to learn, especially in situations that I had avoided facing by drinking, Finally, I felt satisfaction with my life on a whole new level. But then, my best friend and sidekick moved on. So, you're off then. Yep. Tanya and I and the kids have found an apartment over on Taylor. 
there's an extra room. Are you sure you don't want to come? I want to stay here and keep with the program. I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of you, too. We've been through so much together. True. But now I'm glad we have a friendship that's deeper than drinking buddies. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, thank God. Listening friend, if you long to experience the saving grace of Jesus Christ, or just learn more about how Christ can transform you from a lost, broken soul to a new creature abiding in Him, we'd love to be a resource for you. You can get in touch with us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607 or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. And remember to download the Unshackled app where you can receive our programming for free. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, here's the prize for our new upcoming sweepstakes contest. It's another beautiful wooden scripture plaque of Psalm 5110 that says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Folks, this is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for, well, daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and well, cut in such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. This one actually looks like it was cut from birch, as it has that really unique bark exterior. Uh, this plaque has been handcrafted around the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. If you'd like to peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page. Unfortunately, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced March 21st. But the deadline, folks, the deadline for entry is March 5th. And we look forward to hearing from you. And next time... What, what's going to happen to me? Once your mom or dad gets here, we'll talk about the consequences. You told my parents? They have to be part of your next steps. Can you just tell me how much trouble I'm in? You're suspended, Caleb. 
but colleges will see that. As a teenager, Caleb's life turned upside down when he was caught with pornography at school. What? Your son has been caught with pornography on his school computer. We'll set Caleb up with a therapist who we trust will work with you to heal this addiction. Addiction? Yes, Mr. Kleinman. That's what this is. His parents struggled to know how to help him get on a path towards healing and a healthy vision of love. You think I want to be home from school because I'm a freak? You're not a freak, honey. And we're here to help, but we had no idea you were struggling with this. Would the pornography be a symptom of a deeper problem? Find out in this exciting news story, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in this timely Christmas special classic were Ryan Kitley, Jim Cray, Lisa Keefe, Tom Geich, and Jim Poole. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Jim Poole. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Jack O'Dell and Kylie Hammond. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.